Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 449, recorded from the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny Southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary. Joined as always by my co-host and my cousin Mike down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing good. What's new? Not much. How you been? Good. You said you got another uh, potential storm coming through, a hurricane. Uh, yeah, I think it's a tropical storm right now. I don't know if it's it's named. It's like Donna Linda? or is it uh, Linda? No, H I J K. No, DB's no, because we had Ian, so it wasn't D. I think it's Linda. Linda. No, that makes Linda. sense. Linda Norton. Hurricane. Linda Norton. Hurricane Linda. Are you, are you worried? Because this last one was so bad. Now, do you are you like? No, no, no. Now? It's going to be nothing. Not as bad. It's just going. We're just probably just going to get some rain here. You're going to miss the Saturday game. I don't think so. No, oh, it's going. I think we're going to be okay for the Saturday game. That's good because you missed last week because Alex wasn't around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I That's went to not... Disney. Check this out. I went to Disney for one freaking day. Yeah. I've missed a Saturday game like one time in the last nine months, and yeah. I got obliterated, destroyed. destroyed. Right? Yeah. Alex, Alex since then has gotten married, has gone on honeymoon, has gone on multiple golf trips, played a home and home with his buddy. Mm-hmm. Completely bailed. He hasn't played in a Saturday game since like before Matt Duffy went to California for crying out loud, and that was months ago. That's unfortunate. These guys just have they have double standards, and it's really bothersome. Because you went to Disney to visit family. To no see less. family that I haven't seen since the pandemic. That's correct. Right. It's not like you just went up to have, you know, to go to Amari for some pizza. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Which would that be would okay. Be irresponsible. Right. Well, I would give you a pass on that once out of a year. It's a, it, they're hypocrites, is what yes. you're telling me. Yeah. Especially Alex Detweiler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll call yep. him out. Full name him on the podcast. I don't have a problem with that. He well, when you come down, while, when you come he? down, we can have some side action because you get it. You got irritated with uh, Larry and Blanton Farmer. You could probably just play Alex straight up. You He's a so? four year 15. So I don't I'll need your him. strokes. Screw you. I'll take his money. <laughs> 20 bucks a hole, 100 bucks a hole. Let's go. He's is he a legit four? He doesn't play. Two. He's shooting 46. I could beat him if he shoots 46. He went 46 34, though. The 34 is troubling. I might yeah. have some. I might have some problems with that. But I can compete with a forty-six, so he has that in yeah, him. Yeah, you has can that. compete, but can you compete with an eighty straight up? Uh, not and likely. that was and that was a bad eighty. That's a bad. That's a real that's a bad, bad eighty. Bad eighty. Actually, it's a good eighty if you start with the forty-six. That's true. That's true. Because you can shoot eighty if you shoot 40, 40, 
80, that's okay, right? Like, even as a four, you're like, eh, what are you going to do? You shoot 80. Yeah, right. If you shoot 34, 46 as an 80, you're throwing your clubs in the pond on the mm-hmm. way out. If you shoot 46, 34, you figured something out. You're feeling out. pretty good about your round. That's a great 80. That's when, that, that's when you go in and you have a couple beers with your lunch. You do the reverse. Yeah. You're like, guys, I'm, I'm going to the range. I got to work some things out. Right. Completely different afternoon with those scores. Yeah, the same score, but completely same different Same score, mentality. but completely different fronts. You're either having lunch and a cocktail or Street you're going back onto the range to work things out. Right, exactly. With or the string doctor, the trunk, Dr. Charlie McClintock. Nine weeks, yeah. Although the front nine is a lot harder, I believe. Oh, I, th- I, I I completely agree. So. I, can I think by fi- I think there. the two hardest par f- I think the two par fives are harder on the front by a lot by a million. Yeah. Nine's not terrible. No. It's but a I tough still driving think eighteen's hole. easier than nine. And seven's one of the hardest par fives out there. Yeah, it's awful. That third shot is ridiculous. For However, the three the threes on the front I think are easier than the threes on the back. So Well, not for me, but most people would probably agree with you. <laughs> I struggle with those par threes on the front. I've never Did you made say it over you didn't get creek. over the creek on with a on, on four either. and eight or just number eight? No, both. You didn't get over the creek. I've never made it over the creek on either of those holes. That's bad, you know. That's six times playing those holes. You so three and three. So you played each hole three times and you have not gotten over the creek. Correct. That's oh, four times. Four times. In the practice rounds. Because we played nine holes that first We did play day, nine. And it was the front. and Well, eight, actually. But we played two through nine. And then we right. played with Captain and Kurt, and I didn't get over. And then we played two more nine-hole matches on the front. <laughs> what are you going to do when we play in the Saturday game? We come up to hole number four. I got I to gotta exercise those demons. Maybe I lay up. Lay up to the creek and then hit a nice. But do you just try to? Do you just pull yank it over the creek and just put it onto eight eight t? That's not a bad play. That's not a bad play. That's bad. That's not ideal, though, is it? No, no, because then you got to go. I pull yanked a nine iron a couple weeks ago. Just absolutely annihilated it. I'm on the ladies' tees, and I got to throw a sand wedge up over those trees, and I hit a golf shot. And it hit right at the stick, and then, yeah. it, of course, it still rolls off the back. Yeah, sure. How about, is that one of those where you, you go over to it, you're 70 yards to the left, but you say, hey, I'm pin high, had the right club. Oh, absolutely. I, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think that. I actually did that to the guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, my I said my distance control's been on all day, pards. <laughs> I'm pin high. <laughs> Three fairways over, but I'm pin high, pards. Yeah. Oh, it. yeah. Good shot, Mike. <laughs> that's the best one of the day right there partner that's where in the quota game sometimes you just put it back in your pocket theoretically you can still make four but you just you don't want to continue to embarrass yourself yeah you don't want to grind for a four on that because once you get to five you're not making any points correct and you'd rather just not even have the points and risk it because things can go real sideways on on that kind of right situation I love that course, though. I think about it all the time. I go through it in my head. I thought I heard. I didn't think I heard the announcer correctly. I'm watching a Kansas game. Yeah. Guy's last name is Dick. 
That's not just good. straight out. It's not Richard or anything. It's just straight out D-I-C-K. He's number four for the Jayhawks. That's Looks like a little walk-on. <laughs> just giggling. Is, let's just take her. This is going nowhere. <laughs> what was it? If your last name was Dick, would you name your son Richard? I don't know. No, I think you I... double down at that point because then you're like you're you're playing into it. So his name would be Dick Dick. <laughs> That's Richard an animal. Dick. Yeah, Dick Dick. Those are on the safari at Animal Kingdom. Richard Dick. All right, we should probably take a break. All right, we are back from break. This is episode number 449 of the WWB. <laughs> we, need, we need to shut off our pictures because we go to break and we can still see each other in the yeah. corner on this app. That was not good, was it? Don't let's. Don't you are think you, though? Are you circling back? Like quickly, if your last name's Dick, right? Yeah. Aren't you like eight years old going to bed, like just pondering what you're gonna name your kids? Like it's, it's probably a lifetime of deep thought. Yeah. Or you're like thinking about changing your last name. As soon as you turn eighteen, I'm changing my name. But but there's no first name that's gonna like avoid it. Like Michael Dick. <laughs> no, that's not any better. So dumb, isn't it? So you might as well go with Richard, right? <laughs> I, I can't think. That has to be the best option. <sighs> like Fred Dick. Is that better? <laughs> I don't think so. You could go like, you could do like a... Uh, more of like a little bit like Enrique Dick might be good. That's not you're gonna have like some sort like Peruvian name or something. Yeah, you're gonna mix it to a little Latin flair in there. Pablo Richard. (laughs) 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 Okay, Uh, what are we gonna talk about today? (laughs) We have the combined maturity of a four year old, don't we? And and I'm the one who's bringing you down. Yes, you are. So this is, uh, what was I saying? Episode 449. And this week we are talking about the uh, midterms, midterm predictions for DVCs. This was, uh, you're thinking about the uh, the election coming up and you like watching all the predictions and the prognosticators. Yes. So you thought it would be fun to make some predictions about the future of the Disney Vacation Club resorts and some of the policies and things like that. So you had a few... Yeah, things you wanted to throw out there. We're going to discuss them. Because the we never talk DVC on this show, and I think that not has that to change. Much. 
Well, we're, I mean, we're inexperienced overall. I mean, a lot of, we don't have any points or anything like that. I know I haven't eaten the food, but I know a lot about it. Let's just put it that way. Okay, fair enough. I'm okay with it. I like talking it. I just don't, sometimes I don't feel like I'm the right person for it. But I'll let you take the ball and run. So how did you want to start this? I know you had a few kind of things in your head, and then we reached out to some of our listeners for some some thoughts and questions as well. But where did you want to start start us off here? I don't know. How many topics do we have? Probably six or seven, right? You had a okay. few that you came up with, and we get a few from our listeners. So we'll just have little discussions about it and, and see what, what kind of conclusions we can come to. Okay. I like the first one <clears throat> that you had said about the Riviera. So why don't you explain this? Cause I didn't even know this was going on. So explain the situation about the uh, restrictions for resale at the Riviera. So they have, as you just said, restriction resale restrictions for Riviera, which is their newest resort. Leave mm-hmm. it open right at the end of 2019, right before the pandemic. Yeah, that sounds right. And the issue with, the resale restrictions is that if you buy on the resale market, you can only use those points to book at Riviera. You can't use the other resorts, which is a huge selling point to DVC. So if you buy a Riviera contract on resale, you can only book at Riviera. That is correct. For the forever? Forever right now. As of right now. As of right now, forever. Yeah. And also... If you bought any resale of the other resorts after a certain date, uh, you would not be able to book at Riviera. You could only book at those legacy resorts. And that's if you bought resale after Riviera. After, say, when like Riviera opened, I think it was like, let's just say New Year's 2020, just to make an easy. It was probably a week or two before that, or a week or two after, whatever. It was right around when Riviera. Opened its doors. So if you bought resale in 2010, you could you're book grandfathered anywhere. in. Okay, that's what's. But if yes. you're bu- if you're looking at a resale contract right now, where it stands, you could not use those points at Riviera unless you buy a Riviera contract. But then, if you do that, you can't book anywhere else with those points. Okay, so if you buy, if you buy, all right, so. We're just talking resale restrictions. So if you buy direct from Disney, you can book anywhere. Okay, I meant to say resale. Yes, I understand. So if so you if buy, if buy direct, you own a contract. There are no restrictions. Right. But so, you own the contract, and I'm buying it from you. That's where the restrictions come in. That is correct. Because right okay. now, Disney's advertising Alani, Riviera, and the villas at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. If you were to buy at any of those three, you can book it. Any resort. Gotcha. However, if you buy on a resale market. That's when they start shutting you off. Yep. That only is for Riviera. So if I bought on the resale for like Grand Floridian, I'm good to book anywhere. You can book anywhere other than Riviera. Now, what what is the... I understand the other way to some degree. Like if I bought resale at Wilderness Lodge. Yep. uh, You know, this year. On a re- on the resale market, I could understand them saying, "Hey, you can't book Riviera. It's our brand new one. We have to save those for the contract owners at Riviera and people buying directly from Disney." I can understand that. What is the 
thought process of forcing people to stay only at Riviera just to devalue the resale market? That that that's what I don't understand because it's forcing you to buy to make a decision. It's forcing you to buy direct because here's my thought process. I'm dying to stay at Riviera. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my two options, because Alani price wise, just forget it. And we're talking direct. Right. My two options are Riviera and the Grand Floridian. Well, if I if I buy at the Grand Floridian, I don't really I don't have any resale restrictions. So if I sell that contract five years from now, they can still book at any of the legacy resorts. Gotcha. They just can't book at Riviera. But in five years, who knows what it'll be. But as of right now, that's what the rules are. Right. That's a very strange one in that it's only Riviera. Like, I could see... They could put a total stop to all resale if they wanted and just made those restrictions that you can only book at the resort you buy, like, the contracts under when you buy resale. Uh, From an inventory standpoint, though, it wouldn't work. Oh, because the points wouldn't match up. Because you have to have the 11 and the 7 months out. Right. But how can they make it work with this? Like, the math would still get messed up even with one resort, I would think. I think it's going to be hard. But they still, they they can't pull the rug from, that's why they grandfathered all these resorts. Right, that's true. So if you buy on a resale, you're good to go. But now they're going to limit Polynesian because they already limited Riviera. Because that's the brand, when that opens... The one they're building the tower. When they open the tower, right. That's what they're going to do, the exact same thing. Right. Until they sell out, probably, right? And then they'll probably remove the restrictions. That's 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 what we're that's what we're gonna debate. That's our midterm election debate. Are they gonna get rid of them? I would think they would, because it's just clunky at that point. If they're sold out and they have no inventory then they don't care about the resale market at that point. They're only making these restrictions because they have excess inventory that they can't get rid of. They're, are they pricing themselves out with this inventory? But they're question. not selling because of the restrictions. Well, there's no restrictions if you buy direct from Disney. No, but they're killing the resale market. That's what they want to do. They want people to buy direct from them. So if your only option, if you want to buy into DVC and you want to have a chance to stay everywhere, you have to buy direct from Disney. Right. Or, now. or you could just buy res- You could just buy on the resale market, and you buy the resorts that you want to stay at. Oh, buy multiple contracts. You're saying you just buy multiple contracts because I'm looking. You know, everybody says that when you go DVC, you probably want to do a direct, and then some resale. Just so you get the quote white card. Uh-huh. Now, now, does that lump all your points together if you do that? Into no. unrestricted? No. No, no. So I couldn't just buy a 150 at the Grand Floridian and then a 50 at Riviera and have 200 unrestricted. My 50 at Riviera is going to be restricted. This gets complicated. Just like everything else now at Disney, it seems to get very complicated at this point. It takes some reading. Uh, yeah, sounds like it. It takes some reading. It's a little, uh, it's convoluted. I can, I see, I think they're just trying to sell their own inventory before they want people on the resale market. How many, like, I, 
I, I know you don't know the answer to this, but how quick do these contracts get on the resale market? I mean, if Riviera just came out, these these contracts are already up for sale. Yeah, because people fall fall into some situations. And they probably so, fall in love with the place and they buy in and then they regret it a year. Or later. they got the or they've got the monthly payments or something happens, somebody gets sick. Well, what are you gonna do? You're gonna unload probably your DVC before you even get rid of your car. Right. That's true. You and I might have to think differently, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I live you know, you work close enough to home where you could either walk or ride your bike. Do you still want your DVC? I mean, those are hard decisions. That is a hard decision. But for most sane people who want crazy resort guys like us they're going to drop the contract that's a good point yeah no i know everyone's situation changes but that's like a one or two i'm thinking like if it's happening in mass yeah at riviera at their brand new resort like is it a trend do people buy them just to sell them and flip them or like is there is there something more nefarious going on with people or is it just <laughs> that many situations i think i th honestly i think <laughs> that these resales restrictions are killing the the direct sales of riviera how is that possible though because people oh, because then wanna, you can't because unload people it, don't want to buy this resort knowing that there's restrictions if they sell it oh that's true it's okay, completely devaluing the re the resort i see what you're saying so it doesn't like if you intend on keeping it it doesn't matter but it doesn't give sure. you that safety net to sell correct so you buy the contract for x amount and because it can only be used at Riviera, now when you try to sell it on the resale, you're only going to get thirty percent instead of seventy percent or something. So, so I've looked at, I've looked at, I, I have spreadsheets upon <laughs> spreadsheets upon spreadsheets. So Riviera, right now, is selling for the same as the Grand Floridian. What is they're, that? What are they're they selling at at two hundred and seven dollars a point. That's for a thirty-year contract or whatever it is, thirty-five. Well, no, they're they're all fifty to begin with, but. Grand Floridian started eight years ago. Oh, okay. So Riviera's expiration now is 2017, 2070. Oh, no, hold on a second. Okay. If I buy a Riviera contract that hasn't been sold yet from Disney in five years, it still expires in 2070? Even they though all I expire in 2070. That doesn't make sense to me. So do the point values go down? Or the, like, yeah, if the point you buy values will probably go down. Event as you get closer to it, yeah. Because right now you can buy a contract at uh, Vero Beach on the resale market for like sixty bucks a point. Because and you can buy them direct left. from Disney for I've seen low nineties to a hundred dollars. So yeah, they devalue because there's less years that you can use. Gotcha. All right. Well, that being said, um, you're saying about two hundred dollars a point. So they're going for two two uh two oh eight. So for a hundred points, you're looking at almost twenty one thousand dollars correct for that contract. And what does a hundred points get? You're not much at Riviera. Yeah, we go over that. We're gonna start doing a lot of DVC shows per our Twitter friends. Okay. But anyway, so anyways, you're getting more years on Riviera. And the Grand Floridian is selling for the same price. So that goes to show. And there's better incentives. They have an incentive right now where up until the middle of this month, November 16th to be specific, you get $1 a point off the Grand Floridian. You get $8 a point off of Riviera. So Riviera would be $200 a point. 
it comes down to 199. Okay. Yeah, so they're 207. I'm sorry. So it brings Either, it down yeah. to 199. It's yeah, I mean I I see what you're saying. And it's now on I, the resale market. Riviera right now is going for right around one hundred and fifty dollars a point. The Grand Floridian, it's holding its value. It's still about one ninety. Oh wow! So so that I mean that's just how, this is a this is a longer contract. And on now, the resale you... market, it's forty to fifty dollars less a point. That's what they've done to the resale market, and that's why it's absolutely obliviating the direct sales. Yeah. Do you see this as like a value proposition now? Seeing that you love Riviera anyway, you get it for a bargain on the resale and just say, well, I guess I'll be forced to stay at Riviera all the time. That's I, not the, the, way, worst the way I've changed my thinking is if I buy a direct contract, it's going to be at the Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to figure out how many nights I want to stay at Riviera and how many points I'm going to need. And I'm going to buy that on the resale and just use that to stay at Riviera. Because that could change too. In 10 years, it could be. Just it could. Free for, you could just open it back up and now you got it for a good value. Potentially. Yep. That's interesting. So there's some opportunity there if you're willing to be stuck at Riviera. You know, you say stuck. I think it's yeah, yeah. I could think of other places I'd rather. I mean, it would be nice though to have those points and say, "Oh, I could book a two bedroom at Saratoga for the same that it would cost me for like a you know a studio points wise a studio at Riviera." Be but then you can't even do it with those points because the her room value is very high at Riviera. Isn't that the most expensive one? Basically? Yeah, that and the Grand are like the two most expensive. The per night points are yep. very high. Yeah. It's interesting. It's very interesting topic, which I didn't really know about. I didn't realize these resale restrictions, and it's... I guess it is short-sighted, unless it's, they... It's very, very, very short-sighted. Unless Disney's just trying not to sell out of their inventory just so they have it. Were they selling it too fast and they wanted to pull it back because they could have just raise it? Well, I guess they still they can't, can't sell out Alani. Yeah. Alani's like 10, going 10 years old. They still haven't sold that out. That makes sense to me, though, because their core base is on the East Coast with DVC. No doubt about it. And they have this thing that is super expensive. Hawaii is impossible to get to. It's expensive to get to. And it was closed down for, I mean, they didn't know that, but it was closed down for, right. you couldn't even travel there, you know? But if you bought a Alani contract, you could stay anywhere. Right. It's interesting. Now, I wonder if they could do like, make it like a three-month booking. So you get the 11 at your home, 7 everywhere else, and then on the resale, you could say, okay, you get your 11 at home. It's pretty worthless because you... you're not get you're not getting much at a few months out. Right, but at least it gives you that glimmer of hope. Right. Like I think it would it wouldn't totally destroy the resale value or not. I, as that's much. the thing. What like it's almost like, you know, we're building new houses, but now we want to kill the people down the street who are gonna resell their house. Like it's better if the points are worth more. For everybody. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I guess I understand why they don't want people buying them on the resale until they're sold out. But it's a it's a catch 22. They can't sell out because of what they're doing. So they're never going to sell out and they're destroying the resale market. So like people don't just don't want the contracts at all. 
they've just made the Riviera contracts very undesirable. Right. It's interesting. And the thing, too, is maybe just make buy and direct a little more attractive. Like, I'm still from the... Is my, I do want a direct contract, but I'm still the reason why you buy resales. You're just buying where you want to stay, and you're yeah. staying at a hotel room, and that's what you're buying. At the end of the day, that's what you're buying. With that being said, for the life of the Grand Floridian contract, to buy direct is going to be about five thousand dollars more than it would be to buy in the resale market. So then you ask yourself, for five thousand dollars, is it worth being able to get into their private club at Epcot? And be able to get some potato chips and a soda. Is it worth being able to get to top of the world? Is it is it worth being able to go to after hours? Is it worth it to be able to go on one of their specialty one of their special cruises? One of the DVC special cruises. I I still think yes. Is it though? Because that special cruise ain't free. I know that. No, that ain't free. That ain't free. (laughs) But I've but I've heard that that is fantastic. I'm sure. I mean, they do a good job with their cruising. So. It's interesting. I wonder if, uh, I mean, they took away a lot of the perks. You don't get the back in the day. The, you used to get annual passes. Right, yeah, they took them. I mean. Yeah, and I mean, they that, say that they can take them away at any time. But that's what I'm saying. That's why you're devaluing direct because you have to make you have to make a reason why you want to buy direct. Not that we're going to kill the resale market. I mean, they've also made the annual passes so expensive that it's hard to give them away. Thousand dollars, right? For two people, like. Do they right. give them to everybody in your family or just one per contract? Because that's almost now, you know, like if you, you know buy a twenty thousand dollar contract and you get four annual passes for it, you're almost paying for a lifetime annual pass and getting rooms for free at that point. Right. I'm sorry, you're about to say something. I was gonna say, you know, it would be a nice incentive for somebody like me. Let me be able to park at any of the resorts. Just let me show you know, I'll show you my white card. Yeah. I got annual passes. I can park anywhere I want anyways. So it's not like I'm trying to save the $30 where I'm going to park it, you know, the Grand Floridian yeah. take the monorail to the Magic Kingdom. But let me be able to on a Sunday, because mainly I just want to go up and grab lunch and just go into the World Showcase for a couple hours. I don't think that's even on their radar because that would be such a non-benefit it, for 90% of the people. Yeah, but most 50%, 50% of DVC owners are Florida residents. Yeah, but I don't think they care about parking at the at the boardwalk. I'm just saying that's not their main pull, but make it one of the benefits. I guess that's true. It wouldn't hurt anything. It wouldn't cost them anything to do it either. And honestly, it wouldn't cost them anything to give you a discount on your AP, like a 30% discount or 50% discount on your AP or something. Right. I mean, that's a sunk cost for them. If they right. get you, you know, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Should we move on to our next topic here? Yeah, so my answer, you think that they're going to get rid of the restrictions at some point? I do. That would be my inkling is they're going to okay. they're just going to either see the writing on the wall or they'll sell enough where they'll just pull back on those restrictions. Okay, and I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say I do not think that they're going to get rid of the restrictions. So, I wonder though, can I amend mine to say that they may only change it and have those restrictions at their newest one? Yeah, so sure. In, Absolutely. So in, so in Riviera is no longer their newest one then I think the restrictions might go to that poly tower. And then Riviera is just open free for all again. That's, that's my prediction. They'll just kind of move those restrictions to whatever the newest DVC property is as they keep building them. 
Speaking of the newest properties, you had posed a question. Will they ever will we ever see a moderate DBC? That's an interesting think? question, isn't it? Yeah. And what would that be? Like just a would it be like two bedrooms and three bedrooms, or would it just be a room where you can buy into you know Port Orleans French Quarter and you're just staying in the hotel room? Who? But you're getting the dvc perks my question is who are the dvc buyers a lot of locals, are the dvc like buyers said. lunatics like me i don't know that's a good question i don't know if it's people that just want to stay on property or it's people that want to stay at deluxes and they always want to stay at a deluxe and they ended up making it it was worth it for them to buy it instead of paying rack rate I don't know the answer to that. I don't think a moderate one will make, because it won't be a moderate. You know what I mean? They could build it at the site of a moderate, but it's going to be deluxe pricing. Or it'd be just less points than it is to stay at Riviera or the Grand Floridian. It's a good alt. It's a good option for DBC owners to not well, use up all their points. You know, if I'm going to go. If you're going to be here for a week and I'm going to come up for four days and just do the parks with you, it would be a great option to spend $13 a night as opposed to $19 a night. Per point, yeah. I mean, it's it's just... Uh, did I, I say mean, dollars? You meant points, yeah. I yeah, understand. yeah, yeah. But that's basically what Saratoga and Old Key West are at this point, right? Those are their Yeah, moderate. they're still... Yeah, they're, they're, they're priced moderately, yeah. And even Animal Kingdom, if you buy a, a non... Savannah view, it's oh absolutely cheap, or cheaper than the other one. So, so with that being said, would you rather stay at Old Key West and Coronado Springs? Um, that's hard for me to say because I'm not in the mindset of a DVC owner. I don't think they'll do it because they're going to have to build additional inventory, and they're not going to build it where they can. Where they're going to sell it for less. They're always going to sell the contracts at a high price point. And then but you're gonna... not going to pay 207 a, a point to stay at Caribbean for your Caribbean beach to be a home resort. Right. And I think that most people would probably feel the same way. Unless you can pay those 207 a point, but the points go twice as far, but they're not going to make it work that way because it's going to be. What whatever is newest is going to be highly sought after. So the point values are going to be high, right? And they have to set it ahead of time. They can't. That's one thing that can't change, right? They are the point values per night. They release them, or the total amount of points is total like, amount of points. So they can change because they change every year. So Christmas at the Grand Floridian, say uh, in a studio, let's just say it's thirty dollars for Christmas night. Yeah, thirty points. Yep. They are thirty points. They could change it the following year to thirty-two, but they have to take two they away from take another. Two points away from somewhere else. So if they have each room or whatever total contracts equal a thousand points, I know it's more than that, but if it equals a thousand points, every total combined night has to equal that amount of points. That's correct. For all across all their rooms, across yeah, and that has to be set at the time they sell these contracts. That's set so at the time that they sell it, that's correct. So the total amount of points at the Grand Floridian is set in stone. It's already exists. There's only yep. so many points available. And they cannot change it until uh, 2062 when 
those contracts are done. Right. So that being said, they could make the they could make a lot less points available and charge the same or charge a lot less for those points and then have the same amount of points in right. those rooms. I don't know. I don't think they'll do it because anything they build that's DVC is just going to automatically have that desirability factor oh, where I it's going to be deluxe pricing. I agree. So we agree on that. One. I agree, Even if they we... build it on one of those footprints, it's not going to be right that much cheaper. Because I think the all. Grand Destino would have been an absolutely perfect DVC tower. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what they did at the Caribbean Beach. They made a tower, and they just made its own resort, and that's the right. most expensive one. I mean, granted, it's, it is deluxe. Everything about it is deluxe, so. Like, if they just took a wing of rooms at Port Orleans and said, these are now DVC, but they're just the motel-style rooms exactly as they are, are people going to buy contracts there? You'd have to make it work out to less than what you could pay rack rate for. Which is pretty much what DVC is anyways, because if I look at what the cash value is for me to stay at the Grand Floridian, it's like almost half the rack rate. Right, So, but the rack rate's a lot lower at... Port Orleans. So Port Orleans is between two fifty and three hundred a night, right? Right. Yep. So you'd have to make the DVC value between one fifty, you know, one hundred and twenty-five to one fifty a night to make it equal out, and that is going to be a pretty low contract if that's the case. We'd have to do some math on that, but I don't think they're going to get in that business for that low amount of money. Because they can sell them, although now they're struggling, they can sell them at the higher right. end stuff. They're not going to do it out of the kindness of their hearts. It would be interesting, though, to buy a contract at one of, like, if they had a, a value or a moderate one, just to get in, and then you kind of get that taste. Almost Bill's like going to buy one at the All-Star movies. <laughs> well, that, well, you get 100 <laughs> points or something at All-Star movies, and then you got to use all those points, and you stay at the at Animal Kingdom for one night with those points, and you're like, oh, this is good. So now you either buy more points or you buy a contract at one of the deluxes. It's like a gateway drug. I don't know. I don't think it'll happen, though. I, I just suspect it won't happen. I don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime because I do think that they're going to focus on the deluxes. Right. But they are all over, and I mean all over DVC. They love DVC, and why not? They're, they're guaranteed to sell out their inventory for the next 50 years. Yeah. Does that bubble ever burst? Because these people have contracts, but like it sounds like it's... Is it bursting at Riviera? Is there just a ton of inventory there? Yeah, but they, Disney can also just turn around and use the un, unused inventory and sell it for cash. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. So I, I I I get the inclination that the place is sold out or it's, you know, at 98% occupancy every night. Yeah. All right, what's the next uh next question you have there for me? I don't know. I thought you had another one that you asked me the other day. Was it Reflections? Oh, yes. That was the question. Are they going to start up that project again? That thing died like pretty much everything 
March of 2020. Now, I'm going to say no, it's not coming back because they wouldn't have started building this Polynesian one if they had plans to bring that one back. Let me hear you why. Because I, I have, a, I have, a, I have in the back of my mind, I have a reason why I don't think it's going to happen. So they stopped it when the pandemic started. Yep. Makes sense. They stopped everything, put everything on pause. Then when things started getting good again, they didn't say, let's start this project back up. They broke ground on a brand new DVC project at the Polynesian. That's right. why I think they're not going to restart that one. Because they, if they were going to, they would have just restarted it then and then put the Polynesian one back by three or four years. I think the Polynesian is more important. I think the Polynesian was always in the works. And I think they prioritized the Polynesian over Reflections. Well, then why didn't they announce it first? That I don't know. That I don't know. But Polynesian is so necessary because all they have right now are studios right and they need they the need one two in in yeah. uh the you know the grands right so what's your reason that you don't think they're going to go back to it i don't think fort wilderness is a dvc area it's really out of the way isn't it's it? it's a very rustic it's a it, I love the deluxes. I love it, but I also like those times where I just get in my golf cart and go for rides and look at Christmas decorations and have fried chicken. And it's just, I don't know, it, it, it's such a unique feel that I just don't see how you shoehorn a DVC deluxe resort. There. A, it's a square peg in a round hole is what you're telling me. Don't you think? Yeah, it doesn't really, it never really made sense. So I remember when they announced it, what, the name is terrible, first of all senses i thought that was a bad name what like what is it named after is it like the reflections of the of the uh the water yeah i guess because it's where the water park was right isn't that the footprint of it yeah it's pretty yeah it's pretty much right over where uh yeah where the water park was so i don't know it just didn't seem to make a lot of sense and it doesn't have that connection to anything where a lot of the a lot of the dvcs have a like a geographical connection i guess besides old key west which was the original one there's nothing that really tells you it's like at least riviera has the skyliner and you know right. boardwalk and and beach club have epcot right there obviously the monorail ones or go without saying like animal kingdom right. is out of the way but it's got a literal savannah there so like Correct. there's draws, there's not a big draw to that one like having to take the boat over to magic kingdom i don't think is a huge draw to that one and they're not going to connect the monorail to it that's for damn sure that's never happening so yeah i guess that that part of it too but i think they would have restarted it if they were if they were going to do it before they did the polynesian is my reason i don't think it's going to come back Maybe they'll just they'll just build more Fort Wilderness inventory there. Do something and along those lines, more cabins or a cabin style lodge kind of thing over there. They could do because they could put more rooms there. It doesn't necessarily have to be DVC. They could put more inventory at the campgrounds and make it like 
a, almost like a tower, not a tower, but a building where you have right these indoor cabins and they come up with a cute little name for it and the theme and it would still be rustic. Then you don't, you don't have to have the signature restaurant. You could still use all the same amenities they have there. Things like that. That'd be interesting. I just don't see the fit. It didn't seem like a great fit. So we agree on that. How about some of our, uh, our listener questions? You have a couple on your on your lonely, don't you? Am I lonely? This is Mike. This is Mike Mikeson. Uh let's see. Well, we do have one. Okay. Well, we have a few, but we do have one from Kenneth. Yes, I like to He said with Vero Beach, Hilton Head, and Alani already behind the gates. What other locations would you like to see a DVC resort at outside of Walt Disney World? That's a good question. That's a great question because I've always thought about that because I'm one of the few, and I've only been to Vero, but I'm dying. I mean, my dream is Alani Mm -hmm. and also Hilton Head because it's a drive away from here and just to get get away for three or four days and, and, and get that Disney pixie dust, if you will, parts. Oh, did, did you cut my mic? <laughs> Didn't I tell you well, that if I ever said that, that word, you got a six-month suspension, right? And, and I would get suspended for six months. Yeah. Um, that is a good question. That's tough. Now, do you though. have any interest in staying at one of their resorts outside of the bubble? Yeah, Vero Beach sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. I like that because it's a drive. It's like drivable from Disney. So you can make it part of like a Disney vacation. And you're not really a beach guy, but you would still you. I, I just think what's so beautiful is that you don't have to do a beach day. It's right. you, it can be a beach hour or beach 45 minutes. Yeah, exactly. You can take the girls over there. They can mess around, make a sandcastle, and then you can go back over, go for a walk and grab some lunch and go into the pool. Hilton Head's interesting because... You know, it's a big golf area, so that's appealing to me for that yeah. reason. Olani looks amazing. I don't think I really. You want said to you can't do the flight, but yeah, I don't want to. You'll do end that. up doing it. Uh, maybe I don't. I know. think you'll end up doing it at some point. Now, how far outside the gates are we going to get here, parts? I mean, we... let's not forget they also have the Grand Californian, right? Is a DVC as well. Grand Cal, and now they're building uh, the Disneyland towers. Um, but what about, uh, what about international, a little international flair somewhere where their cruise line goes, maybe like a, a real nice resort area in Mexico or one of the Caribbean islands, or what if they put a DVC on their private Island? Wouldn't that be interesting? Like castaway K castaway. Imagine have a DVC resort there where you could like book a cruise and then you get off and you get to stay for five, six days on the and then island. You just, you just and you get on the like next, the next time to next yeah. cruise. Cause they're there all the time. So you just, however many days you just get on the next one, it brings you back home. I think that would be, I don't know the logistics. I don't know how big that Island is. Obviously. I don't know if it would. I mean, it's work pretty or... big. I think it's, a, it's in the Bahamas. I mean, it's, yeah. it's owned by the, government and i think they just lease it to disney yeah that's correct um 
I like that idea. I think that'd be really cool. And plus, as an added benefit for someone like you, you could hang out for like four or five days at that thing. And a different cruise comes in every day and you start talking to the people on that cruise line at the bar or whatever. Oh, absolutely. You want to be in my vlog? Yeah. (laughs) That would take cruising to a whole new level, wouldn't it? You get off for like three, four days out of that cramped like cruise cabin that you have. And then you're in this like gorgeous two bedroom. My only problem is it. How many how many people are they going to be able to get there? I, I just don't see it as being feasible. It might not be. This is like I don't have any logistics. I mean, I completely I completely like the idea, but you're probably going to get a small percentage of people who are going to go on a cruise, like a four day cruise, and then extend it for another three or four days. Yeah, it would be all those people though, because you can't even get to it any other way. It's not like there's an airport. Right. There. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. But like, if you have a cruise ship that has, you know, it's sold out at 4,000 people. How many people are you going to get to get off that boat and stay at that resort? That would be the most exclusive DVC resort around, though. They could make it ridiculously expensive if they wanted to. Oh, that would be nice. What about you? What are you thinking? Are you staying in the United States? Are you going? I'm uh... I'm staying in the U.S. Because I'm just selfishly i i don't want to go to mexico i don't have any Uh interest in going to mexico i like a nice southern california like a san diego i was thinking that beachy resort that wouldn't be bad close to disneyland where you could kind of make it a do disneyland for a few days and then hang out at like a san diego dvc as well that'd be pretty interesting i like that idea How about like coastal Maine? You like that idea, Pards? Yes and no. Just I know you don't like it. I'm not sure. Yeah, it would. The season would be shorter there. Right. Be tough to sell out those November and December. And to go in January, you're looking at six points. (laughs) Yeah, which maybe is great because there's a lot of New England people have DVCs. All of a sudden, you go up. And now they can stay at a nice resort for, you know. You drive up, yeah. $85 cash value. (laughs) That wouldn't be too bad. I'd take that. I'd be on those websites looking for those book stays already. Hey, we get DVC. We get DVC Portland, Maine for like 44 bucks for a night. Let's go. Get in the car. We're going. How about what other questions do we have? This we'll have to make a show out of because Donna said that she's confused about the price. and Oh, so that one's not really going to fit into this. We're not, no, we won't be able to answer that one. So now, this we'll was... But okay. I do want to... Do, do you want to start doing shows about DVC? You cool with that? I'm fine with it. You got to take the lead though, because if I, don't I take know the lead and I do an outline, pretty much of everything we're going to talk about. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta help me. You gotta bring me along. If there's anybody out there who wants to, who is very knowledgeable about DVC and wants to come on the show, let us know. Yeah, either absolutely. via social media or you can email us at info at wdwbtg.com. We'd love to have you on. Absolutely. And I do have, I do have one more that was in our group. Okay. The WDW Beyond the Gates podcast family on Facebook. Go ahead and click on to get into that group. I thought that was Ken's, wasn't it? 
Yeah, that was Ken. We have another one, Andre. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see his. And it says, what? This is a good one. Mm-hmm. What other countries or regions could Disney theme a new resort to in WDW? Oh, okay. So, like, kind of like how Polynesian is, uh, you know. In Riviera. That's a good question. What would be a good. Because I'm thinking, oh, I, I like food. Oh, how great would French? And then I'm like, how great would French Riviera? And then I'm like, yeah, they already did that. They, they got you there. They already got me. What country? Oh, that's a good one. So now I'm thinking, thinking a rustic Canadian would be cool, but we already have Wilderness that's Lodge. Wilderness Lodge. Right. We already have Africa. We already have Africa. Asia? I mean, that's... You could have, like... I mean, they've, they've thought about doing that. That was going to be where the Grand Floridian is that's now. That's right. They are going to do, like, the... I forget what they were going to call it, but I remember that. Australian Outback to kind of fit along in like an Animal Kingdom Wilderness Lodge kind of rustic. See when food. I, I always I always reverse engineer, mm-hmm. and I think about what, do you want what to eat? kind of food do I want. What so when you're talking food? about an Asian, I don't personally like Chinese or Japanese food. Although Ketsura Grill is probably my quick my favorite quick service on property. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you're doing Australia, you could you could have a nice Australian uh, steakhouse, right? Australia. That's tough because they they do regional stuff, and all the regions that make sense. Like you wouldn't do Italian, you wouldn't do like an Italian because the Riviera kind of covers France and Italy. Riviera is French and Italian, correct? Yeah. Yep. What you about want Me- UK? What about Mexico? Just like a tropical paradise, similar that's to the Polynesian. Like, that's kind of like Coronado is already like that, but make it a DVC. But Coronado, but Coronado is considered uh, south southwestern south, United West, States. But it's very strong into Mexican, you know, cuisine and and that kind of artistic flair. Because then, like you said, the food, like I would love to see like a UK themed, but. The food's not good. You can't carry the food with that. Same thing right. with like German. I'm thinking like German would be cool. I think of like the pavilions what, at Epcot. Spade, well, look now, cool. now I'm going right back because I love palm trees. What about like a Spain, Portugal? That would be okay. That's not bad. The food would be, I mean, we don't really have a good solid Spanish restaurant. No, that's true. The tapas at, uh, on, what is the Jose Andres? Jose, at, uh, yeah. At Disney Springs is really the only thing. Right. You could have something like that on the top of your resort where you have like a four-hour meal. Yeah. Where you're starting with olives and cheeses and... Either that or, or we're really missing a blind spot in South America. Like Brazil, Argentinian, that kind of... Uh, that kind of vibe would be good as well. I like Spain though. I like the idea of Spain. Spain, Portugal, Greece, just that just that area. Kind of like coastal Europe. Almost. You you could theme them all together, don't you think? Well, Spain and Portugal are very close, but Yeah, they're Greece, right next to each Greece other. Greece isn't too close, but it has a very similar kind of uh food vibe food, with like a lot vibe, of olives right. and that kind of, you know, very coastal and seafood and all that kind of stuff. I'd and you could have the that. architecture with like, you know, the waterfalls and now you know what would be very tacky 
and I don't think they would do it because it's too Las Vegas is like an Egyptian one, like with a pyramid and stuff like that. I oh, like kind of that... like one of those big tacky resorts on the strip. Yeah, that would not that would not go like well, the MGM it? or something. Yeah, exactly. Get Cleopatra hanging out in the lobby. Hi, folks. That's a good question, though. Very good question. That I is like because screen. we just I'm, went I'm five minutes and we couldn't really figure out which one we liked. Spain, Portugal, yeah, that whole that whole area. Like, or you could just call it like the Mediterranean Resort, and then you kind of pull Greece into it with yeah. the Mediterranean Sea, all that kind of stuff. Greece would be actually the more I think about Greece, the more I like it because you get like that old, like, yes, the ancient Greek like ruins. You could have like the pool could be like ancient Greek ruins, right? Where you could have like those statues, like those water, wait, the, the statues with the water coming out, yeah, and they're already like broken down because they're so old, they make it look like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And even like the kids' areas, you could have like the, the Greek gods, like Mount Vesuvius, like, or. Uh, like Zeus and all those, all the Greek gods. They already have a movie. They have Hercules, so they could shoehorn all the IP in there with oh, all ton, the Hercules tons characters. Tons of pool theming. Yeah. I'm on Greece. I think I went from Spain to Greece. Okay. So we'll go with that. Well, that sounds good. You want to take our second break? Yeah, let's take our second break. On that note. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Episode number 449 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. We just got through talking about our DVC midterm predictions. I like that. That was fun. I thought that was a good uh, good discussion. Yes. I like thinking of things that may never happen, things that could happen. It's good stuff. How about uh, what do you got going on on our YouTube page? So what did I drop since the last time we talked? I did the uh, the, the uh, ooey gooey toffee cake. At uh, you had another one though. I thought that came out. I could be wrong though. The one a few days before that was um was that the Il Molino review where I measured oh, the chicken yeah. palm? Il Molino, check that one out. <clears throat> so go to uh, WDW Beyond the Gates on YouTube. This week know. we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good one. We did to go Amare pizza. Ooh, I like that. How many people do to goes? Not many who don't stay in the resorts. It's not a super uh, high. Exactly. Uh, it's something that we do very often at Walt Disney World. 
Although I did Sonata go when I stayed there. That was very good. Um, but yeah, go to our YouTube page, search for WDW Beyond the Gates. Also on Facebook, you can join our group, which is, uh, what is it, the WDW Beyond the Gates family? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast family. Podcast family, I apologize. We have two very simple questions that you need to answer. Yeah, and then you're in, and we have uh, some discussions going on there. So that'll be good. We want to grow that community as well. You can uh, subscribe. Find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at WDWBTG. You can download us wherever you find your podcast. And you forgot reviews. to mention now, we have a, tw- we have a, a handle on uh, YouTube. It's just that I don't WD- know if it's live yet. It is live yet. It is, or it's yet. So you go to youtube.com slash forward slash at WDWBTG, and that'll take you right to our YouTube channel. Oh, see, I hadn't tested it, so I didn't want to say it. So very good. Well, maybe you should have tested it a week ago when you told me about it. Well, it said claim it now, and it will be live soon. So I assumed it wasn't live yet. Yeah, it's live. Testing it right now. It did work. It brings you right there. Brings you right there. YouTube.com slash at sign WDWBTG. Is so that a slash or a forward slash? What's the difference between the slashes? Uh, I think I think slash is automatically forward slash. You have to say backslash if it's a backslash. I got you. Okay. I think that's the proper nomenclature. Um, but yeah, so at WDWBTG on YouTube as well. Um, you can go to our website, wdwbtg.com. You can email the show, like Mike said, info at wdwbtg.com, Mike at wdwbtg.com, and Gary at wdwbtg.com. Is there anything else we need to add here, partner? That's the negative parts. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 449 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast for my co-host, Mike. My name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week now it's time to say goodbye to all our company m-i-c see you real soon why because we like you M-O-R.